Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time, but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side. Beast mode, no one's blocking our way. <laughs> These other guys tried it, but them man ain't got the skills of Braden and Davy, brazen and raging, bringing you the drills and spills. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DDP, the BD elite. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DDP, the BD elite. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for BD Elite. We are live on Twitch. Yes, twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast and youtube.com slash upnext. And there's barbed wire everywhere. 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 If you're listening to the audio version in whatever podcast app you're using, hello, you can't see it, but there's barbed wire. Our mics are wrapped in barbed wire, our yeah. camera, our laptop, Braden is wrapped in barbed wire. Yeah. It's everywhere. Barbed wire wrapped scallops. Yeah. Everything. Everything barbed wire here tonight. With a shark cage, why not? Because I'm not sure if you heard, but next week is Shark Week. Is Shark Week. Yeah. Would it have been better to do it on Shark Week? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, why I was confused. Yeah. Uh, so it starts, what, Sunday? Starts Sunday. Uh, yeah. Um, well, we, we can start early. Let me hit you with a, a nice shark sake. fact there. <laughs> <laughs> it better be a different shark fact. Fuck. Don't tease me with... Don't tease me with... All right, you know what? I, I'm going to, throughout the show, like, have some... Sprinkle sh- in? Sprinkle in, and I'll, I'll surprise you with a, a good shark fact a bit later on. Uh, uh, all right, I'll give you a... Sh- uh, I have a shark week question. Uh, what wrestler yeah. did Shark Boy think he was when he woke up in a coma? Back in TNA wrestling, Shark Boy got put in a coma. Okay. When he woke up, he thought he he acted like a different, a famous wrestler, and it became a gimmick. <laughs> so Shark Boy became Randy Savage. No, that was Jay Lethal. That was Jay Lethal. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. 
No, no, no. Uh, sorry, that's two strikes. So uh, Shark Boy was Stone Cold Shark Boy. <laughs> God. <laughs> and uh, that's he, not even clever. I don't even remember why. Why? I'm, it's just, it's so just he woke thing. up and just thought he was Steve. Austin. If I'm remembering, like, go YouTube this. There was like Shark Boy who like is Stone Cold. He would do like your. He would sound like your Austin impersonation. What? Yeah, <laughs> he would just do that and walk around. <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, shout out Shark Boy. A clear miss that Tony. Tony's pockets don't run deep enough because he couldn't afford Shark Boy on tonight's show. Even like a Danhausen Shark Boy bit would have been fun. Well, there's always next week. There's next week because it's actually fallen. Shark Boy. Yeah. Fight for the fallen sharks. Yeah. Which uh, which is cool that they're doing that too. But yeah, Shark Week. Uh, super excited here. You know we love Shark Week because if you've been listening to us, we did Shark Week last year. We we did Deep Blue Sea mm-hmm. and best match ever, Shark Cage match where. Uh, I'm going to be putting it up for free on this free feed for anyone who, who's never listened to it yet. Maybe you haven't checked out our Patreon. You want to hear us talk about ridiculous kind and we of ca- stuff we do there. And we, we did dive into the history of the Shark Cage match a bit. Mm. So that is that is a fun show. So I'll put it up on this free feed. When does Shark Week start? Sunday. All right. Well, I'll put it up Sunday night for you. We've got we've got uh, Shark Nado coming out Sunday. Okay, so Monday. so Monday. You get it for free on Monday yeah. on this feed. If you haven't listened to it already, go check it out. But patrons, yes, Shark Nado is our review from the six this week, uh, coming out uh, on Sunday to kick off Shark Week. Crazy, crazy stuff. I mean, you get great, great acting, crazy special effects, wonderful script, <laughs> just <laughs> everything you could ask for in a shark movie. Uh, you're wearing a Jaws shirt, of course. Yeah. So you're wearing that's probably still like the. OG. Well, I was like, it's still sharky themed today. Yeah. So yeah. Like, uh, I'm thought I'd rock this. Like, whoa, that's... <laughs> that was the craziest lightning I've seen in my life. Wow. Sorry, oh. it was like it. we are having a lightning storm. It right was now. like Thor, like just bolts wow. everywhere. That was crazy. I got an idea for a movie. What's that? Lightning shark. Lightning sharks. <laughs> well, isn't that uh, Doctor Evil's thing? No, that's sharks with laser beams attached to their head. (laughs) Lightning sharks. Lightning sharks. There must be a better name for that. Shark, shark, no, lightning sharks. Lightning sharks? sharks? Lightning sharks. Okay, all right. That sounds all right. You took two hockey teams and put them together, lightning sharks. Yeah. Uh, I used to watch Street Sharks. Yeah. You know that show? It it was like Biker Mice from Mars, but with sharks, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. See, like, you knew those shows, but didn't know Ninja Turtles. I think that's crazy. I knew Ninja Turtles. Okay. I didn't watch Ninja right, Turtles. Right. We've been through this. We've been through <laughs> Street this. Street Sharks was cool. Those toys were, were pretty sweet as a kid. Uh, I'm trying to remember. You know, we need to give sharks a good rap. That's what Sharks Week, Shark Week is actually about. Um, What's some other good sharks? Some nice sharks. Nice isn't sharks? There, isn't there one in... Oh. There's a uh, DreamWorks film or a Pixar shark, film. Some... Sharkland? Shark World? What was shark it? Shark's ta- a Shark's Tale. A Shark's Tale. That was a nice shark. Will Smith. Yeah. I think. He was a shark all along. Yeah. Uh, what about Baby Shark? Baby Shark is popular. Yeah, any parents out there are like shaking their heads like, please, God, no. But it, it works, doesn't it? What, they love sh- the shark, the Baby Shark. Yeah, we, 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 that, I think that song did the best for sharks. Because now kids are like, ah, sharks aren't that bad. They have good songs. They, they're babies too. You yeah, know? exactly. So Shark Week is all about... You know, trying to make us not hate sharks mm. and not judge sharks because they're scary. Just like we're the real problem. I don't know. Yeah, there is. Uh, I think an orangutan week coming up <laughs> in November. So I'm just 
putting it out there between the 4th and the 10th. Uh, Did you say orangutan month? Week. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a certain Dustin Checks In film we need to do it. You mean an or- a an orangutan movie? Yeah. yeah that- so when's the orangutan week? November 4th to 10th. So we'll do that in for St. Andrew's Day. Instead of, yeah, St. Andrew's Day this year. Look, if the people want it, we'll give it to them. We can release Loch Ness for free right? for St. Andrew's Day, but on the Patreon, Dustin checks in. Wow. That's a good movie. Booking ahead. Here. What other animals get months or weeks? Like, is there like a like grizzly bear week or like, I don't know, snake week? I'm sure there's a week. Snake week? Let's, let's have a look. Snake, there must be. Snake Awareness Week. They get a day. They just get snake a day. day. July sixteenth. We just missed it actually. World Snake Day. Could have watched Anaconda. It was, it was like four, It was just the other day. Damn. Snakes. What they else did you say? A... Grizzly Bear Week. I don't know. I feel like they deserve a Grizzly Bear Awareness just bear week. week. Is there a National Grizzly Bear Day? <laughs> yes, April fourth. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's usually around WrestleMania time. What else? Hit me with another. Another Lion Day, Lion Week. Oh, of course, there's a Lion Week. Giant cat, like big cat. August week. 10th. So we're coming up to uh, of course, Lion it's Leo Day. season, right? Um, it's a yeah. Wednesday. Okay, what about wolves? Wolves. I'm a fix wolves. Wolves Awareness Week. <laughs> Riveting. Uh... Uh, they get a week. So wolves, wolves get, get a week. week. Lions get a day. Snakes get a day. Huh. Orangutans get a week. Sharks get a week. Interesting. Um, October 18th to 24th. Right. Okay. That seems all right. Yeah. Sharks are, sharks deserve a week, though, too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what other animals deserve a whole week to celebrate. I don't know. Wolves, I've seen, like, raising kids and things like that. What? Sharks. The Jungle Book? People. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, real Jungle Book stories. Is there? I always wondered that. Wolves We're going off kids. on one before talking about dynamite. But. Yeah, it's like happened more than once. Damn. All right. Well, I'm Kamala and Amala, better known as the Wolf Children. What are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> don't really want to talk about this week's episode, to be honest. No, I'd rather talk about sharks. <laughs> hey, hit me with the shark fact. What's going on? Just you're loafing on the shark facts. You're supposed All to. All right. Be ready. Okay, I've got one. I've got one here. Okay, hit me. Did you know sharks? Do not have bones. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we can uh, discuss some AEW from tonight. I guess we'll have to. And yeah, they're heavy in the Shark Week advertising for Discovery and Warner and stuff. I like the crossover. I think it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Shark Week is always a fun thing. But the biggest forbidden door open tonight. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the master of ceremonies for Shark Week. Yes, you heard me correctly. So he was shown on AEW television in the act. They he played. was, yeah. So, like, you know, so never say never. He's been on AEW. He's been, an he's been on Impact, but didn't show up to his, what was it, his birthday or whatever at Survivor Series last year. Yeah, didn't show up to that whole show jerk. dedicated yeah, to him. Good, good on him. Yeah. But sharks are important. So. Yeah, and Ken Shamrock. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. Good, good. Good guy, Rocky. Uh, so, yeah, they're in Atlanta tonight from AEW Dynamite from July 20th, 2022. It's Fighter Fest Night 2. We had last week and tonight a big card for the show, starting off with a whole set of shark-themed things. A giant shark just in front of the commentary desk. It looked like Jaws, a nice megalodon or something. Great white. I'm trying to learn my sharks. Yeah, Megalodons are not alive anymore, I think. 
There you the go. Meg. That's a shark. Just, yeah. That's a shark for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's the movie The Meg. I've never never watched it. Next year. <laughs> so, sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Oh no, we're doing Three Headed Shark Attack, starring uh, Danny Trejos and RVD. Okay. Sounds terrible. All right. So we start off Dynamite with Brody King going up against Darby Allen. So the story is Darby was like, hey, you lost, but you're pretty good. And Brody's like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to beat you up at Azumi's. So Yeah, they kind of filled in this story a little bit more on commentary where it was after uh, after Dynamite Di- went off the air a couple of weeks ago when uh, Darby and Sting came out. And Darby was kind of like, "That you did a good showing. I'm lucky to Brody and they kind of painted in here that they've actually known each other a long time they were working on the indies together and actually considered each other's other friends so it was showing like Darby being like genuine Mm -hmm. then uh, but it pissed off Brody and beat him up in Azumis and now we got a match so he also eliminated him in that royal rampage match with the sleeper then dropping Mm -hmm. him so this match starts Brody comes out he's all angry Darby comes out Sting walks back to the back and this is pretty much a demolition derby of Darby Allen getting thrown around here. Brody is just killing him. There's like a spot where you th- almost like the Beal throw, but into the ropes, like mm. upside down. He is just throwing this dummy around. Uh, looked like it really hurt, but I guess Darby's good at getting thrown around. Uh, there's then like they're fighting through the crowd and everything. And again, during picture in picture right away, he's Darby's still getting slapped up by Brody King. When we come back, Darby finally gets some offense in with a couple of strikes and grabs, I think, his own belt and like wraps it around the feet of Brody to like, emo- yeah, like to trip him and mobilize him for a little bit there. He gets Brody on the outside and hits a crazy cannonball tope. Again, this move is this nasty. was awesome because it was as Brody was getting up. So normally we see it to a standing opponent, but Brody was like on his knees here as it hit him. Yeah. Um, which means Darby's coming even lower to the ground at Scary. this speed, which is just insane. Terrifying. Uh, Darby tries to go for the, the, the stun dog millionaire, but gets caught. And he's put into the sleeper again, the same spot, reenacted. And then he's dropped like trash to the ringside area. And the ref starts to count. But he wakes up at the nine count and gets back in just to make it as he's welcomed by a gonzo bomb from Brody King. This is the, what, the Masawa... Yeah, um, wasn't it? What, I can't remember. Did it break Kawada's neck? WH is going to hate us. But uh, yeah, it was like an accidental powerbomb just dumping someone on his head. Yeah, and then that became, basically a super became the Gonzo bomb. Yeah, and Brody King just absolutely murders Darby with this. It, like, yeah. this, I, I love the replay on this. But I mean, I don't know how he does this without Look hurting disgusting. himself. Yeah, this is, a, this is a finishing move. Brody King pins Darby in uh, just... I think what was to get Brody over even more, just demolishing mm. this guy here. Yeah, I I enjoyed this. I think Brody um, Brody's way more entertaining when he's doing this and throwing people around. I the Mox match didn't really hit with me too much, um, but Darby's really the best person probably in the world at being a ragdoll. So yeah. seeing Brody just ragdoll him around was pretty entertaining yeah no uh, i could see the story maybe continuing because after this it looks like he's gonna beat up darby after the match but sting comes out to save him but the lights go out in the middle of the ring and when they come back on malachi black is in the ring and sting knew where to go it's like sting has the power of the lights out in his yeah. past so he knows 
Like all of a sudden when it came on, he's standing like straight face to face. Uh, this is when Brody grabs Sting. Malachi spits in Sting's face and they beat him up too. So Sting looks way better when wearing the, the leather jacket as well. Right. In the trench coat, he looked almost younger here rather than when he's just wearing his like t-shirt over yeah. the top. He's still wearing the t-shirt. He is, but yeah. with the it looks cooler yeah. with the trench coat. So I guess we're going to get this tag match in the near future. Sting and Darby versus... Well, Miro comes out. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Miro comes out and saves the day from like a, what we could imagine, but uh, a stare down here and Malachi and Brody like exit. Yeah, so it looks like we're getting a, a six-man, I imagine. Maybe in the next week House or of so. Black against Sting, Darby. And Which eventually, I guess, Miro, Miro Malachi one-on-one. I would think so, yeah. Malachi- it's a bit of a... Oh, a strange feud. I think Miro and yeah. teaming up with these guys. Um, I I keep feeling like with Derby and Sting, we're either going to get a good singles run for Derby or at some point they're going to go for the tag titles. And they keep on just getting sidetracked on the way, I feel, with different people. But yeah. I think I think this six-man could be excellent. And uh, Miro mixing it up with these people. Um, yeah, Miro yeah. with Sting... <laughs> Well, Miro's partnering Sting, yeah, right? So, yeah. But Miro and Black, Miro and Brody could be quite fun. Yeah, either of those matches sound good. And I think All Out could be Malachi versus Miro. Miro? Unless yeah. Malachi is like a bigger role by that time. But, mm. but yeah, uh, cool. I would like any iteration of some of these matches. Sting versus Malachi Black. Yeah. One-on-one. Yeah, I, when are we going to get that first Sting singles match? It's got to just be the one against Derby, I imagine. At this point, yeah. yeah. It was going to be Cody. Cody's gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go to Cole Carter. You know who this guy is, Cole Carter? You ever hear about him? He looks, he looks really familiar. Looks really like that. Two dimes. What? Troy Donovan. Two dimes. Cole Carter. Wouldn't you know him? This is his name now. Cole Carter is in AEW. I, I feel like we may be the only people who know this, who this guy is. Uh, I mean, there was enough for there to be a line here. I think Ricky Starks watches 2.0 yeah. because he comes in and interrupts this guy's interview and because he's the challenger tonight and says, the last time I saw you, you were sleeping with the fishes, but tonight you're swimming with the sharks. Mm. Ricky Starks. Yeah, they're saying, because Cole Carter has been on AEW before. Before he signed um, with WWE. Been in, like, dark and that kind of thing. So they were saying kind of, like... He went away, he's back. Like, just, just kind of, like, resetting here. But yeah. there were a few lines, like, referencing uh, his time. Two dimes. Uh, yeah, sleeping with the fishes. Nice. Uh, so he's going to face Ricky Starks later tonight. But we go to our next match. The best friends, Chucky e. T and Trent, going up against John Mosley and Wheeler Yuda. And it's basically a, like, a family feud here. I mean, mm. Yuda was the son of the best friends, and he left to go join the a fight club. Yeah, with a bunch of you know tough manly men, and uh, I guess the best friends feel a little you know abandoned. Slighted. Yeah, yeah. I am. I wanted to help this guy out. Yeah, they taught him everything mm. they know. They helped him get here to AEW, and that's that's how he repays them by just leaving and going and joining a fight club. Mm. It's kind of weird. I expected Chucky e. T to wear. Like the these these shirts the the I'm not the stepfather I'm the father that stepped up right <laughs> <laughs> yeah I found this a bit and I think this is maybe still a bit of 
Forbidden Door hangover. Okay. It's, this was something we were, like, this story had been building, and then Utah went away for Best Super Juniors. And then it was back, and it was Forbidden Door. Then it was Blood and Guts. And now it's just putting together just a random match for TV, but going, oh, yeah. Like, remember two months ago? We yeah. were mad about this. Right. Like, they haven't seen Mad recently. They got a new theme tune. They got new track suits. Like, they, they've been all right. I don't know, man. Chucky pulled out a chainsaw last week. <laughs> so I was a little worried for Yuta here. Yeah. How are they, how are they gonna win? Mm. Gonna cheat. <laughs> gonna I cheat. loved that line last week. So yeah, the story is that Yuta left, so they're a little upset. Uh Yuta's in the ring and it's a lot of offense from Chucky and Trent beating down on Yuta. Eventually Mox comes in and clears house. Did he hit a, a cutter catching the one of them? Yeah, he's in been mid- doing the the like, RKO, yeah. hasn't he? Recently? It looks good, it looks good. Uh, Chucky T, when Mox is hung up on the top rope, eventually turns him up inside out and hits Moxley with the awful waffle, which is quite similar to the Gonzo bomb mm-hmm. that we were just talking about earlier. So Moxley looked like he's just got crunched by this pile driver. And if that wasn't enough, Chucky grabs Wheeler Yuta, stuffs him with a short pile driver, rolls him through to Trent, who then hits him with a pile driver, but somehow Yuta kicks out at two. Yuta fires back, eventually hits German suplexes, but then gets caught with the strong zero. Moxley breaks it up at 2.9 with a regal knee to Trent's head. Now all four guys are going at it, and they're all four down. The crowd's going pretty crazy. Uh, Eventually, Chucky T is left alone in the ring with Yuta. He goes for, I think, the awful waffle on him. There's a counter and a counter, which leads to Wheeler Yuta using what they call the seatbelt roll-up attempt pinning attempt here and pins chucky t to the mat as is it uh tony shivani i think on commentary who says uh chucky actually taught him that move but wheeler pins chucky so now is that an insult or is that a sign of respect being Mm. like you see i learned stuff from you dad yeah like you you taught me stuff too i didn't learn everything i know from these guys i can i can still remember your Tricks. You're not wrong. So, which is it? Is it? Yeah. You could look at it both ways. Wheeler does seem like a stand-up guy. Yeah. So, you know, he wouldn't want to... I mean, it's cheeky. I'd be mad, you know, getting beaten by your own move. Yeah. But it's also, ah, that's, that's what you All right, me. you beat me with that move. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I actually really like that. The story within this match and that finish was pretty great, actually. I think this was my favorite part of the show, actually. Yeah, it was a strong match. I think best friends are... Um, they're in a great, like... I don't know, utility role, I guess. When, whenever I see a, them have a tag match on yeah. TV, it's normally pretty entertaining, but they're just not in the conversation of really having anything serious. So for a, like a TV match, I thought there was a little bit of history there you could draw it on with these two teams. Um, it's, it let the, like, I felt the crowd swaying, like getting yeah. behind like yeah, Chuck yeah, and yeah, Trent yeah. and then being like, oh, into Utah and stuff. Cause I would. I, yeah, I would too. You feel for these guys. They... He left him. It's a good story. I, I, I love the best friends. I think, uh, sorry, it was Ch- uh, Orange Cassidy on commentary that said mm. that. Okay. So he was, he was there with William Regal. They were bouncing off each other. I, I like uh, Orange doing his best uh, JR impression because Excalibur's going, and these two trained together in, in the JoJo over here and did this and this and this. And Orange is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. JR comes out later. Yeah, yeah. he does the same thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I thought this this was a good self-contained story, and I do like the whole best friends. This doesn't hurt them at all. They can they're like a you're right, they're a utility here and they help people get over yeah. and they help Wheeler Yuta learn pinning combinations that they and can win with. I think they're a team that at some point you could do that I don't want to say not a nostalgia run, but you could give them the titles. And yeah. I think people would be like it would be a nice kind of couple of month reign that yeah, you deserve it. You've been yeah. here since day one. Um and I think you could someday build up a big story to actually get people behind them. I think so too. And with Orange Cassidy kind of still, he has his team. Yeah. Like he has his backup in case he's ever feuding with yeah. people and stuff. So it's all, they're, they're, they're a good, it's, it's shitty to say they're a good hand, but like literally they're really good at this. And I do think they could get a run. But it was, titles. for me, it was kind of like glaring. It's like, shaking off the cobwebs from forbidden door it's like rocky's out chucky's back in yeah. like shuffle the deck back a little bit chucky makes me laugh oh he's great and like he's got to bring that chainsaw back mm. <laughs> with the goatee now like he could be like andre chase's older brother ah oh. yeah i can see it they yeah. probably get along i think so they probably both like swearing and yelling <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I liked the match. Everyone looked good in that. And the awful waffle on Moxley was nasty. We get a video for Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, which is this, this Saturday. Saturday night. So go check that show out. We'll definitely be chatting about it next week on a show in some way, shape, or form. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty hyped to check out some of these matches. Yeah, we- they filled out the card later, uh, didn't they? Well, I'll, I'll get it off. We can read the, the card a bit. In a bit. Sure, yeah, yeah. We'll go to when we get a rundown later. Uh, we then see a shark. It's a shark. Is it? It's someone in a shark costume that they then say Chompy. Okay. That in wrestling, I'm instantly, okay, who's in this costume? CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk's back. But uh, it leads to no one. Spoilers. Yeah. But uh, then they mention that it's Shark Week. I'm not sure if you knew that. And then they mention that they're helping to raise... They're talking about fishes and save the fishes and yeah. save the oceans. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm all for it. So yeah, let's go. I mean, we've seen like we're killing the world at the moment. Yeah, like back home, fires everywhere because it's global warming and stuff. That's so right. you know, save the fishes. Let's look after this planet. Yeah, we're living on. Yeah, that's right. Don't litter mm. and don't eat Doritos. Nope, they're pretty good. Walk though. when you can. You don't need to drive everywhere. Right. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. See, we care. BDE cares. We see Swerve in Our Glory. It's the title celebration. It's a celebration for Swerve and Keith Lee. Not, not, I love these guys. Not the, quite the celebration. Oh, I've got so many things to say about this segment. <laughs> Look, I, I, I love AEW, but we do a show called Up Next where we talk about NXT every week. We just had the Mellowbration mm. like last week in the penthouse. Yeah. That's a celebration. Is it just heels know how to party? Yeah. Because sure. this was like, they had what? A cake. Like a like a grocery store cake. Like the basic, most basic white Pretty cake. Pretty large, but then they also didn't invite anyone. Yeah. So it was both of them, a glass of champagne each, which they weren't even holding. Like it was just sat on the table at the bottom of the ramp. Yeah. Like we knocked Britt Baker's celebration for having a load of burgers, but... At least she had friends and a load of burgers, you know? Yeah. Like, what was this? This is just two, two blokes hanging around. Yeah. This is like... They got their rapper friend Kevin with them. <laughs> yeah, he showed up. He's not even in the ring, though. He's, no. yeah, anyway. Okay, so there's a cake and, like, some champagne that's, like, ringside. So yeah, just, 
just a really weak yeah. celebration if we're nitpicking yeah. here. But like these two, well, we we know how to throw a party, don't we? We do. <laughs> I don't want to. And yeah, we don't, don't have wanna... the money these guys have. We haven't just we're won not... the tag team championships. Yeah, don't take that as us. We're trying to toot our own horn. But if you know, you know. We know how to fucking have a nice party. And these guys look like they do know how to party. But for some reason, their celebration was a grocery store flat white cake. And a so bottle. What, did Swerve bring the champagne and Keith brought yeah, the cake? Yeah, that this? it? What the f- and they were like, party. Yeah. There we and go. Tony Schiavone's in the do. ring. Great. Perfect. Didn't even have hats. Could have given Tony a hat. He's got his earrings though. Mike. Yeah. He had more bling than <laughs> Swerve <laughs> in this ring. Uh, so the Swerve in our glory are the new tag champions. And they're talking about celebrating. They're talking about how... Uh, both of them, like they kind of tease that, you know, they had their, their bit of their friendly dis like dislike or something like along those lines, like some heads colliding, but they've, mm. they've landed to be on the same team and they won the titles and yeah, Swerve plays it up because everyone's chanting, uh, bask in his glory. Yeah. And he's like, gives the crowd a look like what, like what am I chop liver kind of thing? And he says whose house? Yeah. Swerve's house. So they talk about how they finally got here and, uh, Swerve mentions that there's a uh, rap mogul in the crowd. Kevin Gates here in Atlanta is ringside. And Keith Lee uh, with his best uh, hello fellow kids, how do you do? Mm. Keith Lee's like, yo, Kevin Gates, when's that deluxe album coming out? (laughs) And Kevin's like, He does a whole bit trying to take his jacket off (laughs) as well. And Swerve's just going, take it off, take it off. No, leave it on. It was just... <laughs> like you could have had him in the ring. I don't, if he's your boy, why are you making him wait? Yeah. like stand over sat, there. Sat over there. Anyway, so Kevin Gates. Uh, what's your favorite Kevin Gates song? So this guy's a rapper. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, like you're not good. Your name's Kevin. <laughs> Sorry, like I don't know much about rap, but like yeah. I know a few things. Yeah. And I know like great what you got like Tupac. Yeah. Got. Yeah, go off, Dr. Dre, you've got Snoop Dogg, you've got 50 Cent, you've got Eminem, you've got Kevin. What? (laughs) So it's his real name. this guy sucks. His real name is Kevin. We'll get a new name, you know? (laughs) But he did change his name to Kevin Gates, yeah. He he kept the Kevin part (laughs) and changed the rest. (laughs) Kevin Gilliard. Just be called Gilliard, I don't know, like... (laughs) Kevin. Yeah. So we had a makeover once, and... uh, this was the G1 last year, and I think there were a few matches. And I was like, and I could show you, I mentioned Jeff Cobb. And he's like, I ain't re- watching a wrestler called Jeff. What kind of name is that for a wrestler? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but Kevin Gates also has like some weird, I don't want to say maybe allegations or there is, just Google Kevin Gates when you have some time. But I, I do remember being a big fan of, Two phones, and that's the song name that the guy that interrupts the celebration will bring up. Because you know what, a, a real celebration needs Kevin Gates, sure, but Tony Nice. He claimed his wife cheated on him. Oh, that's not. And that. had a leaked sex tape. Oh, uh, search Google Kevin Gates cousin. Kevin Gates. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of that going around at the moment. Ricky Martin? What that? Ricky Martin? Oh, have you not heard about this? No. Ricky Martin? You know... She, she bangs. She bangs. Um, she moves. She moves. Could face 50 years in prison 
for uh, having like sex and abusive relationship with his nephew. Oh my god! Jeez. Meanwhile, Elon Musk's dad. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I have heard about that. Has impregnated his stepdaughter that he's raised since he was four. What in the hell? This she pod- was four. This podcast took a turn. Yeah. Uh, in other news, you could check out our review of Old Boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good plug. <laughs> 2003, if you know, you know. Jeez, wow, this got dark. Yeah. Wow, quick, give me a shark fact. We need a uh, okay, ear bleach Tw- or something. Do you want a real one or like a... No, we'll wait, well, I'll finish this segment here. Sharks don't have bones. <laughs> <laughs> well, this episode has Tony Nese. So, Swerve and Keith Lee are in the ring, and Mark Sterling interrupts and walks out with Tony Nese and says... Oh, I didn't know this was Kevin Gates. Or I think he gets Kevin. He sucks up to him and says, can you sign this mm. thing? He's trying to start a whole He's trying to case. get Kevin Gates to sign the petition because one more signature will get Swerve fired somehow. Yeah. Um, and Kevin Gates, who isn't even employed by AEW, could apparently sign this thing. Yeah. Why not? It's Kevin Gates. So he doesn't. And Mark Sterling gets mad and says, You're, you actually look like young M.A., which I always thought was Young Ma, but okay. Mark Sterling says Young M.A., then maybe that's her name. She's another great rapper. Um, and then he then says, Kevin Gates, your music sucks, and gets in the face with with Kevin, Mr. Kevin. So Tony Nese is in the face of Kevin Gates, and then Kevin Gates, <laughs> I keep saying Kevin, Kevin! Kevin then... With was this? this guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, watch what you say about Kevin Gates, because Kevin Gates smacks the shit like out grab, of Tony. Nese. He like grabs him by the throat, and it's not just he, he swings. Yeah, he grabs him by the throat and, and nails him. Fucking punches him in the face. Does, did anyone tell Kevin Gates this is not real? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tony Nice taking a fucking work stiff punch right there. Wow, I don't know. That looked great. Yeah, this. This looked painful. Meanwhile, West Side Gun is ringside, watching this all take place in front of them, being like, motherfuckers, I've been asking to do angles like this all day. All, all year, for two years. Unless maybe he was the one who was supposed to do it and then read what it was supposed to be and was like, nah. Kevin can do it. <laughs> Let Kevin do it. But yeah, West Side Gun just chilling. This whole segment was like this, all over the place. This sucked. Yeah. So Okay, so you have... We mentioned, like, shitty party. Like, pathetic celebration of a party. Keith Lee, like, trying to be cute, taking off his jacket. They then set up, look, we want to be fighting champions. We're going to do an open challenge. But first of all, here's our rapper friend, Kevin. (laughs) So, tee up the open challenge. Mark Sterling and Tony Nese come out, who aren't a tag team. And just are continuing this story that seemed to just be thrown together as an excuse to have a match on Rampage two, three weeks ago. It's still going on. And then poor Tony Nice like gets shoot punched in the face. <laughs> like Kevin Gates. So we're like, well, who swerves feuding with with uh Nice, is he? Or is Lee? Like is Nice gonna find a partner? Like no sorry, like this is do the celebration and just we're doing an open challenge. Have a fucking team come out and challenge him. Yeah. It's this like, Nice is so low down on the pecking order, and to think that their first, like, feud is with this guy. And a lawyer. And a lawyer. It it doesn't make you feel like the guys with the titles. 
you have FTR come out later. That feels like a celebration. Yeah. You know, and that's to tee up their match of the weekend. Yeah, coming like, off... This has been the issue with the AEW main titles for a while. Like last week, them winning the titles was such a big moment. Great match, for big the moment. 10 seconds that they yeah. had at the end and of the show. And then it's like, okay, we're going to have a celebration. Yeah, it just seemed really lame. Compared to like how cool Swerve did look in NXT. When he won, remember when he won? He did a whole rap thing. Mm. It was a whole like... Yeah. Like, the cipher. Yeah, the cipher. So, like, you didn't even do... You just had a, a shitty cake out there. And, I mean, maybe the 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 Kevin Gates thing for Atlanta is... Like, I, I've been to shows, yeah. you know, where, like, Wayne Rooney punched Wade Barrett in the face or stuff like gotcha, that. And yeah. it's that kind of thing. And for the, the crowd, sure. I just think this maybe wasn't the place to do it. And I think you needed to make Swerve and Lee feel like a huge deal... And the guys in the tag division, yeah, to mix it up with this jobber, really. Like, if you were going to do this route, which it should have been just a different team, it should have been Private Party, it should have been you know Butcher and the Blade, whatever. How many fucking tag teams do we yeah. have here? I feel like you could have had uh, them celebrating with actual people in the ring, with an actual like mm. some sort of budget to this celebration. Balloons done, a, ca- a few couches. A few people hanging out on the couches, including Kevin Gates. Mm. So you go, oh, look, we're hanging out with a rapper. And then Sterling is in the ring, and they do the whole thing in the ring. Mm. That's what you needed to do. Instead, you just had two guys who are on the biggest high of their life winning last week now look like complete like goofs a little bit yeah. for some reason. Like you're trying to get – they look already like they're the they coolest didn't seem dudes. Cool. Yeah, they, cool. you, you somehow did the impossible of making them look – Less cool than they. Yeah, we already know they're cool. They're awesome, but now it's like what? Mm-hmm. Now they're feuding with a lawyer. They got a rapper guy punching Tony Nice. Tony Nice, man, that guy does not need to go anywhere near the tag division. Anywhere near a title right now. Just go away. Not having segments on Dynamite. Go away. I'm sorry, like yeah, having a rap like a good match on Rampage, sure, but like, come on, yeah. Sorry, Tony Nice, but like no, yeah. Just have a team come out. Be like next week. Let's do it. That's all you needed to do. Yeah. And instead, Tony Nese is getting punched by Kevin Gates. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> I just really don't like those grocery store like white plain cakes. Like, there's a time and a place, sure. But did Mark Mark Sterling went in it? Oh, I sorry. Imagine. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. I can't even remember, but I'm sure he did. He did. Yeah, he did. you're okay. you're right. Yeah. Of <laughs> Why do you think Wrestling. that one cake was there <laughs> just to make sure someone went into it? Yeah. Good. Good stuff. And then it cuts back to West Side Gun, another rapper who's just ringside like, shit, man. John Silver and Alex Reynolds are backstage. They say they wanted a meeting with the Butcher and the Blade. And they look a little confused, like, why did you call us here? And Silver says, we've got you a shirt, Butcher. And he, he opens the shirt up and it says, Butch, on it. And he's like, see, because you're Butch, you're the Butcher. And then says, don't worry, Blade, we got you one too. And then when they unfold the shirt, it also says, Butch. So the Blade says, what's going on with this shit? And then just they start fighting, start beating them up. And then Hangman comes in for the save to scare them off. Butch. Yeah. um, I don't, I was just feeling like this show, I, I felt this the last few weeks. Yeah. It's sure, you're lacking your your stars right now you're lacking your brian's your punks your kenny's but just i felt like from the last segment with tony niece and now here you've got butcher and the blade and reynolds and silver 
it just felt like nothing is really moving forward on this show. I'm just watching these lower mid cards feud play yeah. out right now. Yeah. Yeah, it feels Hangman, weird. Like, Hangman just is floating since losing the title. Yeah, what's he been doing? He's now, because he doesn't have the title, he's boys with Dark Order again. Yeah, and half of them aren't even there. Yeah, it just, it, it feels odd. Uh, I love John Silver and his humor, and I think they, they could have done a little something different. I know the Butch thing, because mm. he's been calling people Butch for a long time. He called Ad, he calls Adam Cole Butch. And then now there's an actual wrestler on WWE TV. Isn't he Butch? Oh, it's Budge. Budge. Oh, yeah, he calls people Budge. So mm. it's not even the right, same thing. But it's Butch because he's the it's butcher. butcher. Yeah. Right. Cool. We go to Luchasaurus and Christian Cage. But I had to double take because I thought I heard Kane's music. And then when I looked, it looked like Kane. He walked like Kane. But he's a dinosaur. He is. Dumb. A Kanosaur. Kanos- Kanosaurus? Yeah. That's what it looks like now. It's like, damn. It's got the fire and everything. Yeah, it's great. It's the same, like, chord pattern yeah. as, as Kane's. Like, dun, 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 I hope dun. we eventually get a Kanosaurus Finger 11 version. Yeah. That can be your... Well, we might not have Kanosaurus after tonight. Yeah. What, was, what was the... I can be your chemical? Yeah. Slow chemical. Good I song. can be your hero, baby. <laughs> Is that Ricky Martin? No, it's Kevin Gates. <laughs> Uh, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage are going up against the team of the Varsity Blondes. Last week, Luchasaurus put them through the table at the same time, so they want some revenge in an actual match. This match goes exactly the way we thought it would, where Luchasaurus beats both of the Varsity Blondes up, clotheslines them into outer space, then chokeslams both of them, tags in Christian, who gets the pin just like that. Didn't even do anything, just to get the win. And then uh, he... He gets on top of Luchasaurus's shoulders like Jungle Boy used to do and poses like him and then looks at the camera and says, that's right. And then get, gets down as they're celebrating the win. Jungle Boy's music hits. The crowd goes wild. Out comes Jungle Boy with a steel chair. He walks down the ring. Christian barks orders at him like, go get him. And you think Luchasaurus is going to attack him, but they stand face to face. Instead... Kanosaurus steps side and allows Jungle Boy to chase after Christian Cage. And boy, does he chase him right up through the crowd, right up. And I don't think Christian knew how, how fast Jungle Boy was running because Christian's booking it, but then Jungle Boy is fast. And Christian's like he huffing and puffing. Up. And he looks and he's like, oh, you're right oh, behind shit. me. Oh, I shit. Keep okay. running. And then keeps running, uh, which I thought was pretty great. But now leads us all to the best part is this is like his like revenge return angle mm. and it's Baltimore still playing. Yeah, that's the one thing. Like, I love the song for him. Yeah. But when you're seeing him like stare someone down with the mean face right. and I'm getting revenge and it's oh, <laughs> it, it didn't really fit. You could have just cut it quicker than they. All you need to do is cut and it. Especially because he looks like. A kid as well. Like he looks just, more of a man now. It it still looked like just this kid coming out to this nice music, yeah. and he's trying to look tough. It's right. like Simba at the beginning of the Lion King trying to roar. You know, and that's like, where Jungle Boy is right that's now. How he feels. Uh, so Luchasaurus this whole time was just pretending to be with Christian so that he could set this up, or what? I don't know. I think this was way too soon. Yeah, I don't think. I think you could have dragged this out a bit and not had, not necessarily have Luchasaurus 
touch or hurt Jungle Boy, but stop him and keep it going. Because he's still... Okay, so he's, what, just been with Christian to get close to him? I have no idea. Like, he was still just... I'd still be like, if I was Brian Pillman, be like, yo, fuck you. Yeah. Put me through a table, like, three times the other week. Yeah. Just so you can look out for your friend. Like, I... I thought this. I thought there were legs in this Christian and Luchasaurus thing. Me too. And I think cutting it where they have, um, never really finding out what Christian apparently had on him. What happened to Marco? What happened to um, Marco? Remember what happened to Marco? Yeah, like cool. Like Jungle Boy's been out a few weeks. I think so. The injury, like the timing, was right to yeah. bring him back. But I didn't like the Luchasaurus element. Yeah, it needed. This is unclear of what they are doing with the story. Like, is so Luchasaurus was just it is still because I think it's wrong. This whole thing is wrong because he attacked Jungle Boy. He took him out for a long time. Luchasaurus just off the jump should have been mad and tried to and, and attack him, but instead he's just been which he was. He was and Christian, but then, like calmed him down. Yeah, and but, clearly had something on him. Yeah. So I I think even just here you could show that conflict in Luchasaurus where he's he still cares about Jungle Boy but has this thing with Christian now but he could have like shown that conflict maybe a bit more and not done anything the stepping aside and being like go get him was very much oh he's a baby face yeah I got that vibe um Dickie in the chat says it's because Christian's bringing in Tyson Tomko alright there you go to face Luchasaurus the dream team Christian coalition for life we go to backstage interview with the Ass Boys, the Gun Club, and they're talking trash about the acclaimed. Say they finally dropped them, but they have a challenge. And see, it's Austin Gunn who lays out a challenge for Max Caster this Friday on Rampage, but it's not to a match, it's to a rap battle. Austin nice. Gunn, Max Caster. Probably happening right now. Yeah, while we're recording this. So, Rampage, baby. Yeah, uh, Austin Gunn released, like, those, what, freestyle raps on YouTube or something, didn't he? He used to. Yeah. Like, so he used to do music. I'm I'm pretty sure he does music and raps and Mm. stuff like that. So, he does have some skill. He makes a few rhymes here and says, look, I've already won. Like, I'm going to kick your butt. You kicked your butt, you're in a rut. Yeah. So, the rap battle. Could be fun. Yeah. Um, Think what the... Is the bar still... What is the bar? Is it Bo versus Flo? Is it uh, is it New Day versus Usos? New Day Usos for me. Yeah. Or is it Ceno Portman? Yeah, I mean, if anyone wants to see a real rap battle, you can check the replay from months ago of Up Next Summer. It was Up Next Summer where you, Davey Portman, fought John Ceno Evil of Shot in the Dark in a rap battle. And in one of the biggest upsets, Spring training is right around the corner. So come for the games and have a ball in Arizona. With world-class resorts, unbeatable dining and nightlife, amazing scenery, and endless outdoor adventure. Make your visit unforgettable. Plan your getaway at myspringtraining.com. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. 
Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's in the history of television. <laughs> Twitch streaming, YouTube streaming, wrestling podcasts, games. Yeah, it, if you haven't seen it, go watch because it gets you hyped up for up next Summer Mania, which is happening July 31st. Is there any rap battles taking place? Uh, we need to figure it out. Maybe yeah. for the main event, maybe Sino Frank. They could rap. Sino's <laughs> not, I mean, Sino's the rapper and he lost against you. So If Sino lost to Frank in a rap battle? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Frank has the, the skills. I don't know. Yeah, this is true. Hmm. Uh, so Max Caster, Colton, sorry, not Colton Gunn, Austin Gunn in a rap battle. Yo, listen, listen, we have our next match, two dimes, Cole Carter going up against Ricky Starks for the FTW championship in this open challenge. Uh, Taz on commentary because it's team Taz and the FTW gives a little history lesson about the FTW title mentions that only a few people have held it like himself, Sabu, not JR. Sorry. Taz. I thought you said JR was giving a history. No, no, no. Taz. my bad. JR giving a history lesson only if it's someone's background on sports, which he then somehow manages to do and lets us know that Cole Carter was really good at track. Great. JR is always on top. Great. If you... She'll be a great wrestler. If if a wrestler had any sports background in college or university or just in general, JR will sniff it out and he will let you know for sure. That's what he's good at. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so there's a back and forth. Cole Carter, you think, is like going to get squashed here, but it actually gets a quick offense and kind of has Ricky's number back and forth. Hits a huge drop kick, which looked good for a near fall. Uh, Ricky does a lot of his what, walking the ropes. I love whenever he does this mm-hmm. move. He, he makes it look so, so good and effortless. Um, there's then Ricky who uh, gets, gets hit with these cross bodies. Uh, he, he eventually takes a breather and they go to break. When we come back, Cole eventually hits this crazy crossbody and uh, is gearing up for some big moves, but Ricky stops him, eventually hits him with the spear and gets the one, two, three. But I thought they gave Cole Carter a little bit of a shine. Gave him a lot. He hit like a big TKO. Yeah. Um, JR kept on being on his case because he wasn't going for the cover. Like mm-hmm. he was hitting these big moves, but then would like go for something else or go and pose. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought he looked good. I'm, I'm a bit at the point now with AEW. There are so many people on this roster I don't really know if I care about seeing a, a random Cole Carter yeah. match on TV Yeah, you know um, I'm sure there are other people on the roster Ricky Starks could have had a match with and won um, it's I, I think a lot of the time these sort of dynamite matches it's clear like who's winning a yeah, lot of the time yeah. Um, but yeah it was fine uh, I like Ricky Starks. I think he's he feels like he's got a bit of momentum going on at the moment, both him and Hobbs. 
the crowd really like him. There were lots of chants for like Ricky in this. Um, but yeah, the match I kind of could have done without on on Dynamite. Yeah, like no disrespect to Two Dimes, but no one if you don't like a lot of people don't watch NXT anymore, and they don't even know who this guy is or what what the story is. I get it. He was in AEW before he was there, so therefore, hey, he's not in WWE anymore. We'll throw you a bone. Come mm-hmm. back, wrestle for us. I just don't know if this was exactly needed. And he looked just like some other, every other guy yeah. in in this role. He looked good Didn't in look wrestling, bad, but, but like, there's a lot of wrestlers already here. So I don't think like it's 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 easy to say like oh AEW just picking up more mm-hmm. ex WWE people. It's like okay, this guy actually was here before. So they said. Like this, is, this is his return to AW. Like right. this is him coming back. So it's like, okay, cool, but no one knows who this guy is. Yeah. He's very like bottom of the totem pole here. But maybe this is the start for him. But nothing that completely. I again, not knocking two dimes because you know we love our two dimes. But Ricky could have had a no, match it, with it so just, many other it people. Just made it continued for me, which I felt like the last few weeks. Yeah, it's like okay. Like, you notice the lack of stars on this show, Yeah, I think, at the moment. Yeah, um, I get it, for sure. And then you've got bigger names who are around and healthy and aren't really doing much. Yeah. After the match, Ricky says that that was a good effort from, from uh, I don't even remember, two dimes. He then says that he wants to have an open challenge right now, right here, another match. So whoever wants to enter this challenge for the FTW title, come out here. And Danhausen's music hits. And he comes out ready for a match, and he says, "Let's go right now." And Ricky says, "Oh, actually, I meant uh, next week." So crowd were pissed. Yeah, the crowd they were going to really see did. it now. They were really mad at Ricky for saying that. So it is now. Ricky official. even went, "You can watch on TV." Yeah, you're fine because <laughs> they're booing. So it is now what official? We're getting Ricky Starks versus Danhausen for the FTW title next week. But this means this is there's a bigger picture here. Hook. Is in Team Taz, mm. sort of still. It's Taz's kid. Been hanging out with Danhausen. So maybe somehow, some way. Yeah, they kind of separated them recently. Yeah. Like quietly. But yeah. that didn't break them up. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. Leading to that, what, Hook feuding with Starks? I guess. Hook needs a proper feud. Yeah. So I, I think that's that could be a good idea. I'm kind of down with Ricky and Hobbs staying as a team because there's still so much they, they I think they yes, can do. Yes, so why not have Hook win this thing and have them go for the tag titles? Yeah. saw someone someone on Reddit was saying, why aren't they calling uh, Absolute Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs the tag team name of Absolute Power? And I'm like, that sounds amazing. They yeah. should use that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like them as a team. But Ricky, Ricky, like remember when Ricky had all this steam and then the injury hurt him? Mm. And now I think he's picking that back he's up. He's picking it up for yeah. sure. And, it, and it, that they're kind of quiet. Like Taz still like uh, Taz still is like these are my boys and stuff. But they don't really call themselves Team Taz as much anymore. Yeah. It's it's Hobbs and Starks, and like it's like they're breaking away a little bit. So uh, yeah, I didn't even think of the hook connection, but that makes that makes me more interested than this Danhausen match. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage and we see. Athena, Statlander, and Willow hanging about, and they're talking about the baddie section, meaning Jade and her her pals, and they have a match up next, and they say that they're going to be baddie killers. Yeah. Baddie killers. Crush them. Yeah. 
Uh, I know you weren't a big fan of Ember Moon in NXT or WWE, but it feels like she completely is left off where she picked up where she left off. It's it's even the thing like here she's going like, oh Chris, you're gonna look great with the AEW Women's Championship around your waist, and I'll look great with the the second title around my <laughs> waist. It's just stuff like that where it's like, why are you making me care about you? You're settling for second best, Athena. Wow, it's. Um, I, I I think the TBS title is a real title, right? Lately, no, I do, but like yeah. realistically, it's everyone yeah. should want the sure. the main title, right? Uh, no, absolutely. I think Jade feels like the champion, the champion here. Um, yeah, this was fine. I guess I don't really like hearing any of them speak. <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but I I found them all very irritating. And they're good guys. They're the baby faces. I think that's the thing. I think they're good guys with just nothing, no character, no personality. They're just giggly good guys. And you need you need some sort of edge or something. Yeah. They're trying that with, with Statlander, but I just don't know where you're going with it. They've, I feel like they've dropped that completely. Yeah. She left the best friends. She changed her makeup, and now she's just like best friends again, but with <laughs> these girls. Yeah. FTR come out to talk with... Tony Schiavone and Cash Wheeler says that they have their match with the Briscoe brothers. The second it's the rematch. And now it is a two out of three falls tag team match, which just sounds awesome. So Briscoe's and FTR rematch this Saturday at death before dishonor. And Cash Wheeler says, but Briscoe's don't expect us to give up these Ring of Honor tag titles because if you want them, you're going to have to get them from our cold, dead hands. And this is when Dax gets the stick and he says, I want to tell a little story about a little eight-year-old girl who found out through different doctors that she had a little hole in her heart. And her parents, her father would say, How, what can we do, Doc? Well, the doc said she, she just has to fight. And she has to fight hard. So that's what that little girl did. And that eight-year-old girl is my daughter. And the crowd reacts just how we kind of of all reacted. And he says that this Saturday, well, it's time for Daddy to fight. And Daddy will fight. And Briscoe's, I'm going to fight like an eight-year-old girl. And we gonna beat your ass. Top guys out. I love that. How that's... That would have been a, like, insult before. You fight like an eight-year-old girl. Right. But I love how it's, like, badass. Yeah. I'm gonna fight like an eight-year-old girl. Yeah, stop it right now. Dax Harwood, Wrestler of the Year. No, I... I cannot see anyone topping this guy for, for me anyways, just everything from the wrestling to the promos. This guy just, they're promoting a ring of honor pay-per-view. And this guy just went out and threw this promo out there. Like nothing, but one of the he's, best things he's ever like, said. These, it's so awesome to see this baby face run. Cause, uh, like I think both of them are just so good at it. And yeah. to think how great they were as heels, like they were a team that I, I couldn't for the longest time ever seeing. Yeah. be babyface because they were just so good at being you know the mean uh no flips just fists kind of tag team yeah. and like when when they came out for the dark segment in uh in the rochester show i went to 
Cash was like running through the crowd, like like stage diving stuff like yeah. that, like just soaking it in. And he starts this off here, being like, "I'm like this is still like new, new. to me." Basically, getting these reactions. And Dax is just uh, a lot of his promos. He relates to real life real stuff life. and his family, and it just you hear it's from the heart, and it feels so honest. Um, again, like in that dark setting, he cut an incredible promo that you'll never see, but, uh, it's, I think they're, they're awesome. Yeah. And they feel like they are the guys at the moment. Um, yeah. Which is, is something I think is a, maybe a bit of an issue in AEW that I don't think any of the champions ever really feel like the guys. It's always someone else, which is, is interesting. Um, sure. But yeah, I think this match is going to be great and be interesting to see once like we're moving away from ROH, like what, what are they going to actually be doing in AEW moving forward? Yeah. Uh, the match sounds amazing. The first time was, you know, match of the year contender for sure. And one of the best tag team matches just full stop. So I will be checking that match out specifically. That is the match that has me hooked yeah. for this show. These two are on an incredible run. Dax running his mouth like this, cutting promos like this is like, man, you you got it. Like you figured this out. I know a lot of their old back in NXT and WWE was all about like we're we're trying to get wrestling back to the way it was. You know that's what their their stick was. He's been good on the mic, yeah. hasn't he? We he, always said like, yeah. oh, he's actually a good promo. And and they have done that. Like for me, they are exactly what like feels like the old school wrestling mixed in properly with what wrestling has become, and they nail it. And seeing them as baby faces is awesome. And yeah, finally breaking away. I presume they beat the Briscoes this Saturday. I see them. I still think the all out match is still the young bucks and FTR round three winner take all sort of scenario, but we have actual champions in the way of that. Now, yeah. You've so. just got a bit of like hot potatoing if you want to get there. <laughs> yeah. So, but still, uh, either way, uh, I thought this was the highlight of the show for me, mm. him cutting this promo. Uh, and it was just kind of like a quick little promo in the ring and, just they're incredible. So Dax especially just stands out like just so amazing. But can't wait for that match. Uh, more Ring of Honor stuff, though, because Jay Lethal's backstage and he's with Sanjay wearing a Shark Week hat and Satnam Singh in the back. Again, always looking like Batman villains, this time literally with the shark hat on. So, yeah, none of these guys look like wrestlers. I mean, yeah. Satnam Singh's tall, huge, but, but they just look like they've been at the office party. they were all three of them were in the back room a little too long and now they're all really aggressive yelling at the camera yeah that's what it's like it's like like, oh let's pretend to be wrestlers let's cut promos we're drunk and we're at the office Christmas party yeah they 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 just do this every week so do you just film these in bulk and then release them it's it's the same thing every every week week. and I I don't think Jay Lethal ever really sounds that great or menacing. Yeah. Um, I don't care about this match. Haven't seen Samoa Joe for weeks. They say that in this promo. They go, you're ducking us. You, you're a coward. You never show up on thing. Cause I think he was injured or something, but these guys aren't compelling enough to carry a feud on their own, you know? And that there's three of them. Like we, we've seen, we've seen the feud things on like building a feud with just one guy. Yeah. I'm trying to think recently we, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens. Yeah. Masterful, like great at that. These guys, sorry for two months, just yelling backstage <laughs> about <laughs> laughing the TV title. Yeah, like yeah. why? Why do you care so much about it? <laughs> you really want it's, it back? Yeah, I, I don't give a shit. Yeah, Samoa Joe will retain. I think. 
I, I guess. Uh, it's like two cats. Yeah, it's it's weird. We go to the women's six man tag, six woman tag. Willow Nightingale, Athena, and no, sorry, it's it's sorry that match was scrapped. I didn't quite understand this, but then Stokely says that Layla Gray cannot compete tonight. Layla Gray's injured, so Chris Statlander's stepping out. So it's Willow and Athena versus Kira Hogan and Jade. So the baddies got some bad luck. Yeah, baddie luck there yeah. with another injury. Damn, and that was Layla Gray's like big opening. Yeah. To step into the baddie section. They had high hopes. Well, Willow and Athena versus Jade and Kira Hogan. And, I mean, we had Kevin Gates show up here in Atlanta for AEW. Look who walks out to the ring with the baddie section in Stokely. Jermaine Dupree. From La Resistance? No, that's Rene Dupree. Sorry, who's this? Jermaine Dupree. The second famous, most famous Dupree. What, what, is he a rapper as well? He yeah. Is he from Atlanta? Yeah. What's with Atlanta rappers and terrible names? So Jermaine. Jermaine. Jermaine du- and Kevin. Jermaine Fuck Dupree. Off. You don't ever heard Get of Jermaine out. Dupree? No. He uh he has a song. What was he? Doesn't he have a song? Welcome to Atlanta. You tell me. What's your favorite Jermaine Dupree song? Well, I he, thought I thought he was the guy from that French tag team, so I've no. <laughs> you idea. thought this guy was the, <laughs> was French Canadian wrestler Rene Dupree. That, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen him for a while. Uh, Jermaine Dupree was like he had some songs back in the day. I think he was known for dating Janet Jackson. Okay, Mariah Carey, possibly. Right. So good for him, Jermaine yeah. Dupree. Stokely looked over the moon to be sitting next to this guy. In Atlanta. He was just, like, loving it. Okay. So, yeah. Jermaine. We'll listen to some Jermaine Dupree after the show. Money ain't a thing. Um, so, Jermaine Dupree is just hanging around. Uh, I, I imagine everyone... He's about to dole out vegan goodies for Peter. Jermaine? Yeah. Wow, look at this guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. What's he doing? Uh, he's handing out vegan goodies for Peter. Nice. <laughs> uh, I want to think that after the show, Stokely and Jermaine Dupree and Kevin Gates all went to Magic City, uh, which is the one of the most famous strip clubs in the world right. in Atlanta. Nice. Yeah, but you're supposed to go on Mondays. Apparently, Magic City on a Monday. Why is that? I don't, I don't know. Cheap I, never, night? I don't know, but apparently it pops off on a Monday. Hmm. Yeah. So this match starts, and we have uh, the baddies, meaning Jade and Kira, kind of putting the boots to Willow, and Jade doesn't want to keep getting in the ring with Athena. And we have Willow, who sends both of them on the outside and runs off the apron with a double blockbuster to both of them, which was pretty cool. And then Athena with this springboard crossbody to everyone on the outside as they go to break. When we come back, Jade and Athena finally have a stare down in the ring and Athena starts hitting her with these forearms and yelling at her. So Jade hits her back and they're slugging it out here, hitting each other with these tough, snug forearms. And eventually Athena goes off the top for like a flying cross body, but gets caught in midair by Jade, who hits a picture perfect fallaway slam and then a kip up. Jade is just on another level. That was like nothing to her to catch her and throw her like that and then athena while jade is flexing kips up as well as they have a stare down eventually uh, athena gets sent to the outside and it's jade who's in with willow and hits the like a tornado bomb on her but willow kicks out jade has had enough and hits the jaded and gets the win for the baddies here 
uh, Athena hit a really cool move on, I think it was Jade, wasn't it? Jade, like, popped her up, and then she came down with, like, the double the knees. knees. Meteora uh, looked great. Kind of like Evan Bourne used to do, or Matt yeah, Seidel, yeah. looked really good. Um, I thought the end felt a little awkward. I don't know if Jade, like, legit... Got hurt Got or banged something? or something, like, because she seemed a bit, like, flustered towards the end. She'd hit her, what was it, the, like, Tour of the Islands kind of move, was it? Yeah. And then just sort of picks Nightingale up and it's like, all right, let's just do the finish now. And does the jaded. There wasn't like, it didn't feel there was a crescendo or any sort of like build to hitting the jaded at the end. Uh, just felt a little, a little messy. Yeah. I, I, uh, the match didn't do a great deal for me. It had uh, some, I thought that, uh, yeah. that Athena spot was really cool. It had some cool stuff in it for sure. But, uh, I, I see what you mean but by the end of it. It was like, she just went, okay. It's the let's... flow of the match, if yeah. you know what I mean. Like, there was individually some, like, okay things, but it just felt like going from move to move a bit. I do like Jade, though. She's definitely yeah. grown on me, for sure. We go to Tony... I liked her kind of just uh, facial reactions on the uh, on the apron as yeah. Kira's just getting beaten up. And she's like, no, she's got this. She's got this. Uh, I also love JR on commentary he was like that bitch whose bitch this bitch this bitch the bitch a hey, bitch it's probably clipped by now I hope so, so i can't wait to to find that but jr just going off we then go to tony shivani backstage with thunderstorm did you know one half of the tag team thunderstorm is AEW women's champion really interesting <laughs> yeah here she is uh so i talked about how i think San- sanjay dutt Jay Lethal and Satnam just pre-tape weeks mm. bulk in advance of these things they've been doing every week. You could say the same thing for Thunderstorm. I feel Britt Brit just found a green screen one day yeah. and was like, Tony, I actually want a year off. So like, I'll I'm just, just walk into interviews. Interrupting interviews yeah. and you can just put in whoever you want me to right. feud with. Yeah. It'll probably be Thunder Rosa. It'll always be Thunder Rosa. So she mentions that she has a match next week with so she had that match they showed clips uh, or sorry they showed clips but they aired the whole match on dark uh, against Mayu um, Yama Yamashita I guess yeah and she says the rematch is next week on Dynamite so that should be pretty awesome but then is interrupted by Britt Baker before yeah before we go to the Britt bit I felt this was where you needed like a graphic or something and this is AEW throw a lot at you um and here I've got Tony Schiavone talking to me about saving the fishes and then mentions a, a Japanese wrestler who's not on this roster who Thunder will be. And it's, it's like you, you tune out for a second and you're like, sorry, who's the opponent? I think it did need, as they're saying it, like show that clip again or, or throw the graphic up as they're speaking or something. Right. Um, again, it's like we've got a load of women in this company. Yeah. I think so. Like, like, wh- yeah. It. I don't know. It's a bit of a dead. F- sure, she lost overseas, but this is going to be a one and done thing. And it's Thunder Rose is not losing the title, and what she doesn't really have much going on apart from what Brit again. Yeah. Well, Brit interrupts again. I'm so over it. Like, I'm so done. I don't care about Thunderstorm. I don't care about Britt Baker anymore. It's so annoying. It's just they, they're making they it. Can't, a- they don't know what to. do do like they, they don't know what to come up with for these people thunder roses the bit is like i always brit always interrupts me like yeah. that is the bit but it's like yeah because it actually happens a lot so let's not do it ever again for like a year 
Like, Britt found Jeff Hardy's pants while he was away, though. Did yeah, it looked like that? Matt Hardy's pants. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, he wasn't on the show this week, was he? She was wearing his pants. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I mean, really, are we going to Brit Thunder again? Is that just the thing? Just go away. Like this, Stop it. Yeah, the division just isn't yeah. clicking for me. Right yeah, now. not at all. No, honestly, not at all. We go to the main event, the Barbed Wire Everywhere match. The Barbed Wire Everything All at Once match. Meaning even Justin Roberts' microphone is wrapped in barbed wire. Justin wa- Roberts should have been wrapped in barbed yeah, wire. Yeah, well. wrap him. Wrap him up. Wrap him around his neck. <laughs> um, so every, there's barbed wire literally on like some of the ropes, on some of the – there's tables that are set up with barbed wire. There's, uh, there's a shark. There's weapons. There's like chairs wrapped in barbed wire and stuff like that. So this is also a shark cage match, meaning the Jericho Appreciation Society are locked in the shark cage. So we see them all, and Daniel Garcia's got some wicked swim trunks, board shorts, and Jake Jake in a Hawaiian shirt, always looking good. Uh, and then uh, 2.0. They get all locked in this shark cage that's then raised up above the arena. So you just see these, this great <laughs> shot of all of them just hanging out there. Um, so then this match starts off. It is... The painmaker, Chris Jericho, they, he comes out like with the Rey Mysterio entrance, popping up. Who's that out the sky? He's got a mask over his face. And the, the, the thing says, like the marquee says, the Japanese terrifier, the painmaker. I think, yeah, didn't he say like the wizard, the Japanese terrifier, the painmaker? Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Oh, my goodness. So he comes out. Uh, a whole crazy entrance. He looks like he's dressed up like a member of Kiss or something, and I know he's loving it. And out comes his opponent, Eddie Kingston, who's clearly seen a few barbed wire matches here and there because he, just like his idol Terry Funk, is like wrapped up in certain parts because mm-hmm. he knows like I'll be getting cut up here. So he goes down to the ring, and as Justin Roberts is still making the introduction, he grabs the microphone, which again is wrapped in barbed wire, and proceeds to nail Chris Jericho in the head with it until the bell rings right away and Jericho is already bleeding. Mm-hmm. Did, Jer- did Jericho blade and then just turn around and then took this bump? Or, like, I don't know how this worked. But it was just Bob Wyatt. Yeah, I guess so. So Jericho's already bleeding, and this match is off to the races with barbed wire everywhere. Uh, Eddie Kingston still has the microphone in hand and says, can you hear me? And the crowd says, yeah. And he says, all right, well, Jericho... You're going to bleed, bitch. Shark week. <laughs> Throws down the microphone. Uh, then starts to stomp him and starts cutting him open with different pieces of barbed wire that's just all around. He's taking Jericho and throwing him into the ropes that are covered in it. And it's just like sticking to him and cutting him up and everything. Uh, Eddie Kingston, sorry, Jericho eventually comes back and starts attacking Eddie Kingston and gets Eddie into the barbed wire. So Eddie's bleeding as well. Jericho's face is so red that he's got the black like pain maker makeup mm. he does, but then his whole face is also now red. He looked like Wolfpack Sting a little bit, <laughs> just because like the mix like of... Sting like Wolfpack Sting red. towards the end of the match where like half yeah. the makeups come off. Yeah, but red. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or like he's like trying to be some metalhead like Guar. I don't know what he's trying to do, but it looked great. Eventually, um, it, it shows them fighting up top, and there's a table laid out 
like not set up but laid out with barbed wire. And Jericho hits a Frankensteiner off the top to Eddie on that, and he gets his back cut up quite a bit. During picture-in-picture, picture, Jericho puts Eddie in the walls of Jericho, but he's laid out on top of barbed wire. So I thought this was pretty cool. I think he also cut him up there. I know that we've watched a lot of barbed wire death matches and stuff, but when he took the Frankensteiner, it looked like the barbed wire... Eddie wears, like, ball shorts mm. and stuff, right? The barbed wire was caught right around the crotch area mm. and was sticking to his leg, and I was getting worried. Well, Jericho's ripped on the inside leg. Yeah. He he had, like, his... Blood and tights ripped? Yeah, his tights were completely ripped. Yeah, that's some scary stuff. Yeah. I hope they're wearing protection, because yeah. that's you, the last you thing be, you don't want yeah. barbed up. <laughs> like, I feel wrestlers just in general should wear protection. Exactly. So especially during a barbed yeah. wire <laughs> death yeah. match here. Uh, so these both guys are fighting. Eventually, there's a table set up ringside. Eddie Kingston hits a suplex off the apron through a table with barbed wire. Jericho, the camera's right on him. He's bleeding like a pig, and he's screaming at the camera. This is when Tainara Conti runs down, attacks Ruby Soho, s- steals the keys from her, but Anna Jay, her best friend or former best friend, runs down to stop her. But instead, turns on Ruby Soho, beats the shit out of her, and grabs the device that lowers the shark cage. That's right. A heel turn from Anna Jay here tonight as the shark cage is lowered. Tay, Ty runs over with the... Or is it Anna Jay runs over with... The, yeah, it's Ty. who has got the keys to the padlock to unlock it. The camera's right on her, but she can't undo the lock. She hands it over to Garcia... He can't do it either. He says, screw this. We only got two minutes left on TBS. I'm slipping through the cage. And so he does. <laughs> I feel like we should really just start having gimmicked padlocks. Yeah. How often have we seen the thing with a key? Don't use real keys. Just yeah. have a padlock that you Opens. can pretend to open it with a key, but yeah. it's, it's open. Yeah. Uh, especially pay-per-view, you can kind of get away with somewhat. But TV, you're looking at the clock and it's like, 9.58 p.m. And yeah. you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. They all marvel- miraculously just could fit through the bars. <laughs> it was Garcia and um, one of the guys of uh, 2.0. Ange, Ange, wasn't it? Cool Hand, cool Ange. Hand Ange. They fit through the bar, the the cage thing, but then eventually they get it opened and yeah. Hager and the other one, Matt Menard, make it out. Uh, but I thought that was good play on Garcia. Yeah. This guy knew. No, I got. I need to make my spot. Gotta go. If I can fit through these bars, I'm going. So good, good on him. Um, so they all run and rush the ring as they start to attack Eddie Kingston. But in return, out comes Ortiz, John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, and Claudio Castagnoli as they all attack the Jericho Society people in the ring. Ortiz has the eight ball in the sock. He smacks Jericho over the head with it as. A spot, but Jericho eventually still kicks out of that. Eventually, the ring is cleared, and it's Eddie and Jericho in the ring alone again. Jericho hits a lion salt, but in midair, the chair is thrown at him. Uh, at one point, he gets a chair in the face as well, in like trying to do a code breaker. It kind of got a little, it broke down and got a little messy here, but eventually, the back fist from Eddie, but Jericho kicks out. He thinks now he's going to wrap his fist in barbed wire, and we all think, okay, well, now he'll do the spinning 
fist with the barbed wire. But instead, he puts the what the pump? What is it? The he wants to tap him out, so it's the, the plum, stretch plum. Stretch plum using the barbed wire wrapped wrapped around, around Jericho. Yeah, so he's locked that move in. Jericho is screaming, but out of nowhere, Sammy Guevara rushes down, super kicks Eddie. There's a bit of a weird mess up scramble here where eventually it's just Jericho hitting the Judas effect on Eddie and gets the one, two, three. And the pain maker is undefeated in AEW. It continues mm. because he beats Eddie Kingston. There's a, there was a real weird, like messy bit where it looked like Sammy accidentally was attacking Jericho and then like realized it looked really messy towards the end here. Uh, I was super entertained, especially the, the first kind of half of this match. But when it kind of all seemed to break down, I think the after the padlock thing, it all kind of just fizzled out. Well, it, it's just trying. It's they didn't leave too long for this match anyway. Yeah, and they don't have the overrun, um, so it's a hard out at ten, and it just. I think they were trying to get all the shit in before the show goes off the air. Uh, you also had the post match where Eddie kind of then dumps Jericho into the the barbed wire web. Yeah. Uh, by the ring and yeah, that looked nasty. Jericho. So Eddie getting his heat back, but yeah, I, this has been, I, I didn't feel that this is meant to be the blow off. I yeah. would think to this feud and barbed by a death match should be, it just, I don't think it was given the time it needed. I think you could cut some other stuff yeah. on the show. Um, the, and just the, the stuff with Ty and Sammy, you're like, you're looking at everyone going in the cage and they're like, all right, well Ty and Sammy aren't there. So, that was kind of predictable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really like it. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I'll always appreciate someone who, for our entertainment, is jumping on barbed wire and stuff. Like, sure. fair enough. Yeah. But compared to, like, their first match, uh, which was awesome, and Blood and Guts, which was awesome, um, this didn't touch it and just felt cheesy. Yeah, yeah, it did. I thought, again, the first half of it, they were working really hard and were working really well together. Rana's off the top, a lot of barbed wire spots, but then it just got a little bit too overbooked mm. when, like, you knew that's what was going to happen. Oh, it's a match where these guys are locked in the cage so they can't, like, interfere? Oh, you know they're going to get out of this. Mm. And, like, it just, it felt, it, it felt like it broke down towards the end, which is too bad because I was super entertained by it, but... By the end, I was like, ooh, that's, that's messy. But uh, does this feud continue? It feels like it has to. I know. <laughs> now, if this wasn't so just, a blow-off. another singles? Just one and more time singles match. Yeah. And Jericho can still win, sure, but like end the feud. I think Eddie should win, but Eddie well, won the I guess in, match. A, in a way, it's uh, you could look at it as like 1-1-1. One, one, one. You know, Eddie won the singles match. Uh the Combat Club won Blood and Guts, but Eddie didn't win Blood and Guts. Right. Jericho didn't lose Blood and Guts. It was Claudio on Cesar on Claudio on Menard. So that's almost like, yeah, the team won, but Eddie didn't win. Right. So that's almost like a draw. And then this one, Jericho's won. Well, Jericho so lost. You can, have him, a, yeah. you can have the rubber match now. I guess so. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought... I always enjoy Dynamite. I enjoyed the bad Dynamites. Yeah. I just... I didn't think this was a great episode, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, can't say there was a match that really blew me away. Um, don't think there was much story development. I think some of the stuff they focus on is bizarre, um, like the Butcher Blade Dark Order stuff, like the 
Tony Nese stuff. Um, as much as I love that FTR promo, I feel that few, that kind of match for Death Before Dishonor has already had a bit of a build. They've just announced uh, Claudio Castagnoli versus Jonathan Gresham for the world title, where we didn't get anything beyond a graphic for that. Yeah. And I feel like if you're trying to sell this pay-per-view, maybe the world title match we should know something about. You're absolutely right. They didn't even touch on that. I'm sure they will, I guess, on this rampage. Which sounds like a great match. Like, that's something I'd want to see, but yeah. it's this is your biggest uh, platform to advertise this pay-per-view you've got going on at the weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they fully, like, realize that either. Yeah, no, this wasn't one of my favorite Dynamites. I still am always enjoyed, enjoy watching it, and we're, we're always just nitpicking, critiquing everything, but I still enjoyed the show, but... It was kind of a. I feel like the past few weeks has been kind of this floater week because they're still. I, I don't know what why, but it feels that way. I don't know if it's because of like Forbidden Door, Death Before Dishonor, yeah. like just focuses everywhere. I think maybe like there there are reports about maybe Kenny's ready soon. Maybe Punk will be back soon. Maybe yeah. is it a kind of where everything's in a holding pattern because we're waiting to see if we do have these guys. Yeah, and once we do know one way or the other like if you know like punk we're not having him for all out he won't be ready in time you go okay right let's focus on what is mox's story here let's get that going but i think maybe they're kind of just holding everything off because kind of like you know beginning of empty arena where there were the big matches where they're holding off because well we could be back in a month and back to normal and then it dragged on and you go oh i guess we'll just start I guess this. we'll do FTR bucks because we have we, to. We should, yeah. I, I feel that's where we are right now. It feels like a holding pattern for sure. And speaking of Kenny Omega and Punk, I mean, if reports of him coming back for All Out, it's clearly you would go Moxley, CM Punk. It looks as if they had this whole awesome story planned for CM Punk MJF mm. with him, you know, walking out. We haven't seen or heard any mention of him really, and. I think that was the direction they're going, and then now they got to switch that around. Therefore, MJF isn't still not on TV, so that's a big character that we're missing. Uh, Wardlow wasn't on this show either, but he's going to be doing more. He's been talking about open challenges as well, mm-hmm. TNT stuff. But I think they were going to do this whole storyline of MJF and Punk for All Out. Now you can't do that. If Punk is ready, Mox Punk, Punk will keep the AW title. And then I would assume either... Grand Slam or Full Gear that it's Kenny Omega versus CM Punk. I think Grand Slam's Eddie. Eddie Kingston Moxley? Whoever the champ is. Okay. Kingston Punk 2 for the title in New York. Yeah. I think Kingston's hot right now. and I, I and mean, I he think lost it, in this match. <laughs> but the feud's not yeah. over yet. And I think if you have him win the feud, yeah. and then like it felt that first match he had with punk the story wasn't quite over yeah and i think new york eddie's like hometown i think the crowd love him uh i think you hold kenny for pay-per-view if he's back yeah i could see kenny coming out at the end of all out yeah uh we haven't seen him in a long time but that would definitely spite make my interest in a little bit more of having some of your mainstay main characters there, there's so much you could do with Young Bucks, Hangman, any multi-story. We haven't seen Adam Cole in a little while. We haven't seen Red Dragon. These injuries are affecting the show, clearly. Like, we're noticing now. There's way too much Tony Nese. Yeah. The fact that Tony Nese is now the Matt Hardy, 
Like, remember when Matt Hardy was booked but every the fact, week? Like, the fact Tony Nese is doing more than Hangman. Yeah. Like, sorry, like, Kenny's out, Punk's out, yeah. Brian's out. Why is Hangman just saving, hanging around backstage, saving, saving his friends, his mates? Like, yeah. he should be a focus right now. Yeah. Like, Claudio, you just had him join. He's, he's barely been on TV. Like, there's, there's other people you can focus on instead of Two Dimes and Tony Nese, right? <laughs> 205 NXT level yeah, up it's, stars. it's just bizarre. Yeah, really, really weird. But, I mean, coming, going forward with maybe people returning from injuries, we'll have our stacked cast back. But, mm. yeah, Kenny, there's a lot of big matches you can still do that haven't even happened yet with him. Same with CM Punk. Then it opens up. When Moxley can break away from that, maybe we'll do, they'll do more combat club stuff. I'm not quite sure where they're going to go with that route. Danielson coming back. Danielson tweeted today saying Jericho has been taking credit for injuring him when it was actually Eddie Kingston that hurt him somehow, some way in, in a tweet and saying, it doesn't matter when I come back, I'll kick both their heads in. Right. So maybe he's in the rafters coming back. I think back something soon. you will see is when these people come back, you can't hold off on these dream matches too long. Yeah. Do them. Who knows when, how long Punk's run is going to be like, he's already been hurt. Same with da- like Danielson. You've got yeah. to just get to those matches. Grand Slam, run it back. Kenny Omega, Danielson too. No right. title on the line this time. Just do it. Give him an hour. Mm. Let him go. That would be great. But I'm sure we'll be getting some dream matches in the near future. All Out should be pretty good. With, with or without CM Punk, it'll still be awesome. But going forward, so far, they're a little lost with trying to advertise Ring of Honor and trying to add all these other things. Uh, Ring of Honor, the pay-per-view that we mentioned, it has Jonathan Gresham going up against Claudio Castagnoli for the Ring of Honor world title. I imagine that's the main event. Uh, or maybe the Briscoes match. I think match. the tag match would yeah. be the main. Uh, you see Claudio winning this. Yes. Winning the Ring of Honor world I title. Do. Yeah. Uh, Gresham was then attached to Tully Blanchard, who's going to be in his corner for this match. Right. And that instantly kills any hype I think I had for Jonathan Gresham. You don't like Tully? I... There's a time and a place for Tully, and it ain't, it ain't here. It ain't this right now. Uh, Samoa Joe, Jay Lethal. I think Joe wins and retains. Yeah. yeah, sure. We have Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb. Um, Serena. Sure, yeah. Uh, and then I think they announced a bunch of other matches. You've got uh, Wheeler Utah versus Daniel Garcia. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, for the pure championship. Um, I I could see Garcia winning this. Yeah, me too. I think that's going to be great. Did you see some of the hype-up videos they've been putting out with the sit-down interview between the two? Okay, no. Uh, really good, good stuff. Uh, Daniel Garcia, every time I watch him, even on this episode, he uh, he's, he's someone to watch, mm. honestly. I can see him being a pretty big deal in the world of pro wrestling, uh, and I think it's it's he's on a, he's on a bit of a tear. For sure. Uh, this could be good. They've added Dalton Castle and the boys versus, versus the righteous, the righteous ones. I have ones? no idea who the righteous are. Yeah. Was this for righteous. the six man? Was this a six man title? I don't know. Was it? Whoa. That? No way. Um, and they added Willow Nightingale against Alison Kay in the, like the pre-show. Nice. All right. So that seems like a pretty fun little show. The righteous is Vincent Bateman, Vita Von Starr, and Dutch, a.k.a. William. One of them's the Horror King guy. I remember him. Vincent's in yeah. Impact right now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he's in the, like, Honor, Honor no Club more or whatever they're called. Nice. Like the ROH Invasion thing. Good stuff. Hmm. Yeah. 
So Death Before Dishonor will be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, they've announced some matches for Rampage, including that rap battle that's going to happen. But then they also uh, announced that on Rampage, it's Page and Silver versus Butch and Blade. So it's Hangman and John Silver versus the Butcher and the Blade. Okay. Uh, Lee Moriarty versus Dante Martin. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter in action. And Jay Lethal versus Christopher Daniels. I forgot to mention, Christopher Daniels interrupted them. That I really don't care about. Also Jay looked Lethal. like he was at the party. <laughs> With a shirt off. They're, they're all in there. It's when they're... It's because it looks like they've been wearing a suit and then they've taken off the jackets, taken off the tie, yeah. undone a couple of buttons yeah. and put, put on a shark hat because they're silly. <laughs> Christopher Daniels. It's what they all look like. Christopher Daniels put on his sunglasses because he's a little little wavy. Christopher <laughs> Christopher Daniels. What's going on with his, his eye? He's looking like Zach Gibson in NXT. That That's legit. It's legit though, right? Yeah. yeah. That's wild. It's from that box super that's with wild thumbtacks jeez that's crazy uh so yeah that's it that's all i guess let's yeah. get out yeah thank you guys for listening to us if you want to hear more check out our patreon because shark week starts this week meaning you can listen to our sharknado review you can listen to our deep blue sea review from last year as well and you can also review it's summertime season meaning it's SummerSlam season we have a show we recorded it today SummerSlam 2002 Featuring Rock v. Brock, Shawn Michaels returning to face Triple H in the unsanctioned match, plus Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle, all these other matches uh, out on that. And a showdown between Lillian Garcia and The Fink. And Jamie Noble and Nydia show up. There's some great shit on this show. Yeah, good review. That's coming out this week as well. So SummerSlam 2002 review as well. As next week, it is my birthday on Tuesday. And... That means we're going to be recording a special Up Yours where I get to pick. And I picked one of my favorite movies, Goodfellas. Mm -hmm. So we would love your feedback for any of you fans of the movie Goodfellas. And that will be coming out uh, on sometime next week. And then I think we're going to be moving up next to Wednesday during the day. I think around 1 p.m. on Wednesday, the 27th, we'll be doing Up Next. So no Up Next on Tuesday night, but look for it on Wednesday afternoon and then we'll be going live with this show at Wednesday, on Wednesday yeah. night so follow the socials in the group we'll and, keep you up yeah we'll let yeah. you know if, if that gets a little too confusing but if you do want to support us give us a shot patreon.com slash up next five bucks for that North American tier you get access to all these podcasts and that's what we like to do is podcast and we appreciate you and I myself Braden Harrington you can find me Twitter and Instagram I am at the Bray. D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. Shout out Kevin Gates. Ahoy! Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details.
Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.